Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It is? Oh, it is. Yes, off and running on this Saturday, December 2nd, 2023. Hey, how's everybody feeling today? How's everybody doing today? Welcome in. Welcome into the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. I mean, do we have enough to tackle over these next three hours? Oh, my goodness, the list is endless, and we only have the three hours. But, of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You uh, can find me uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, right here on your radio until noon. And, and what you might ask, what do we have to talk about? What's, what's so? We got week 13 in the NFL. Whether we want to or not, Jet fans, we got to talk about week 13. <laughs> In the NFL, who's ready for Jets Falcons? Any anybody? Show of hands. No, no hands. All right. Uh, we got giant issues because this week it's interesting. Giants are on the bye, but this week with the Giants, there was a I think there was a hypocrite alert when it comes to some Giant fans. So we'll get into that in the course of the three hours. The Knicks win last night. Just keep rolling along. Just keep churning out the wins. What is it now? I think it's eight of ten they've won. The rumor mill with the Knicks just keeps churning as well. That never stops. We got a lot of stuff to do. Fresh edition of what I learned on TikTok today. A fresh edition of the polar opposite of power rankings. The poop rankings, if you will. Are the Jets there? Are the Giants? We'll find out in the course of these next three hours. NFL picks. Another. We're back, baby. The free money express is back. It took a little while. We were like when uh, the Fonz had to uh, put together his motorcycle when he was uh, blind for temporarily for some reason. I don't remember the, the circumstances surrounding the Fonz being blind. But sure enough, much like the Fonz being blind and finding the carburetor and putting it all back together, the Free Money Express is back, people. So we have our NFL picks today, another winning week last week. Just... I'm like Marty Booker when he used to get like that one catch for 16 yards when he was at the Dolphins. He'd, he'd, he'd get up on uh, after the tackle and he, he'd drop the ball and like throw that one on the pile. Like that kind of motion when he had like one catch for 16 yards the entire game. Dude, just let's relax. But where I wanted to lead today might surprise you. I wanted to lead today with the Yankees, partly because I, I can't take the – yeah, I can't take the Jets. In. No, there's no, no, we're not, we're not, uh, it's not a no jet free zone. But even I, the sadist that I, who, who delights in the jet pain. Oh, do I, I have a mug in my house and it's, 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 it's saved up for jet fan tears. And I, and this year, oh my, it's, it's been overflowing. It's been unbelievable. But even I have my limits when it comes to the Jets misery and, and, at some point in the course of the three hours, we'll have to touch on it because it's football and it's the Jets and it's Aaron Rodgers. And at this point, two things are clear. There's only one question surrounding the Jets that matters the rest of the season. One. And we have 140. This is different than the question. We have 144 days until the NFL draft. We have 144 days until the New York Jets, in the first round, select the best offensive lineman in the country, right? I mean, they're going to have probably almost certainly a top five pick. And now you're starting to see, like, mock drafts popping up. And, and keep in mind, 
We love the NFL so much, and we love the draft so much. People are cranking out these mock drafts. We have no idea where anybody's picking. We have no idea if the best player in the draft is going to be coming out or if he's going to stay in school for another year. We have no idea if the teams atop the draft that have those picks, those picks will be made by the people that are in those positions right now. I'm sure that some of them will not be making those picks. But as I sit here on December 2nd at 9.06 in the morning, I can tell you in the name of all creatures, big and small, the New York Jets are taking the best offensive lineman on the board when they pick four or five or six or seven. We can, but Yeah, absolutely. That is a receipt. The Jets are taking the best offensive lineman with whatever their first-round pick, wherever that lands. And at this point, it's kind of hard to envision it landing outside of the top five, but we don't know. But we don't know. So we will save the Knicks for uh, save the Jets for a little bit later. We'll we'll save the Knicks for a little bit later because right now times are good. There's nothing to panic over with the Knicks. And and what's the fun of that? What's the fun of that? But there is some fun when it comes to the New York Yankees. We have now what 23 days until Christmas, which means we have about 21 days until I start my Christmas shopping. And the Yankees Christmas list, the shopping list for the Yankees this offseason is a long one. They have tons of questions to figure out. But there's one thing that is clear atop that wish list. Well, like when you were a kid and you made your wish list for Santa, you had a lot of things on there. But there was always that one thing atop the list that was written in bold, right? Written in black marker across the top of that list. Everything. There were other things that you wanted. But there was cl- every single year there was one thing that you wanted most of all. And this offseason for the New York Yankees, it's clear what that one thing we want most of all is, and it is Juan Soto. Juan Soto is clearly available. The trade talks are ongoing. And what has happened this week in regards to the Juan Soto sweepstakes? Well, we went from uh, a story this week of the Yankees and Padres have advanced to the stage of trade talks where they're exchanging names. I've never been involved in trade talks in a major league uh, front off. Wouldn't that happen pretty quickly? Like you, Brian Cashman places the phone call. It's, it's, I don't think that the Padres are saying, Oh, Brian's call. Real. I wonder what this is about. No, I mean, wouldn't you get to this? The that's what the trade is, is exchanging names. How, how deep into conversations do you have to be? Is Juan so available? Yeah, well, I mean, for the right price, he'd be available. All right, how about this? I would think that that would, t- that would transpire very quickly, but who knows? Maybe I could be wrong. So we got that report earlier this week, and then it became the momentum has stalled. Oh, my God, we had, there was such great momentum, and now the momentum is stalled. You're never going to believe this, but according to reports, the Padres are asking for too much. Oh, my eye. I never saw this coming. How is this possible? It seemed like a perfect fit. The Padres were, had a player to, to trade, and the Yankees wanted to trade for that player. But the momentum has stalled, people. Who could have seen this coming? You know who could have seen this coming? Anybody who has ever watched or followed baseball in an offseason. You, you know, this is, this is how trades for big-name players go. There's a, there's a player available. There's a team that's interested. They contact each other. They're talking names. And then, oh, lo and behold, the momentum is stalled. Oh, no. 
What could we ever possibly do? And here's the thing. Of course, the momentum is going to stall. Like, has it ever happened ever in the history of any sport where there's a trade that needs to be made, like the Padres have to trade a player in Juan Soto, and a team calls up and and they they talk about a trade and the the team that's trying to get the player, yeah, let's do it. The, the first offer, absolutely, let's trade. If that would ever to be ha- ever happen, then that would be a sign that the team that is trading away the guy has done a terrible job in 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 putting together their trade proposal. Nobody takes the first offer, so I, I think the Yankees. I don't want to go out on a limb and compliment them too much because a deal is not done, but I think that they're they're playing this right. It's going to take a little while. I don't know how many teams are going to be invested in trying to trade for Juan Soto. I'm sure there are some, but considering he's going to make, what, close to probably $30 million this year, he's a one-year rental who is not going to sign a contract before hitting free agency. The haul that the Padres are going to be able to take away uh, is not going to be great. It's not going to be as great as it was when they traded for Juan Soto a couple of years ago. And we see this all the time where the player that gets tra- the big name player that gets traded, when the trade eventually comes down after hearing all the rumors and talk, usually the, the offer is not as, as, as great as you thought. That's all it took to get that guy. And I'm sure that when Juan Soto does get traded, wherever it is, if it's the Yankees, if it's somewhere else, we're going to look at the offer and be like, wow, that's, that's all it took to get him? So all these reports of all oh, Volpe and, and Jason Dominguez and all this, let's, let's, it's almost certain. I'll say this. Volpe is not going to be in the deal. There's, there's, there's no chance that Volpe is in the deal. And I would say there's probably no chance that Jason Dominguez is in the deal. So let's, let's slow down on that. But I think that the Yankees are doing this right. A, because Juan Soto should be on top of the list. The Yankees probably been saying this for, for years now. The Yankee problem last year was the offense. It has been for a while. It's been the regular season offense, and then when they make the playoffs, it's been the postseason offense. So last year, it was only the regular season offense because the regular season offense was so bad, it derailed any chances of there being a postseason offense. And, and the reason for that was pretty simple. The lineup was filled with bad hitters. <laughs> the regulars in the lineup, not named Judge, not named Glaber, were bad. And then the injuries came, and the options, the, the B and the C options, were even worse. The Willie Calhouns, the Jake Bowers, the Billy McKinneys. So what my plan would be this offseason, and you tell me if I'm wrong at 1-800-919-ESPN, is to take to replace the bad hitters with good hitters. And where possible, to replace the bad hitters with great hitters. And and one thing that you can say about Juan Soto is, he is a great hitter. He's not a good hitter. He's a great hitter. And he's basically what the Yankees need. He's kind of what every team needs. He is an on-base machine. He's got an elite batting eye. Elite, leads the league and walks basically every single season. He's left-handed. Hey, that would be nice, huh? He, he plays a position that you need to fill, left field, right? After the, after the cast of characters, you had to, it's like the Cleveland Browns of quarterbacks in that left field the Yankees have been trotting out there the last few years. 
I, I would feel better if the Yankees trotted out Tim Couch than uh, Aaron Hicks anymore. He's 25 years old. He is 25 years old. And he is under contract for next season. He's got great power. He doesn't strike out much. Juan Soto is a great hitter. This is not debatable. But yet I've heard people call up the show. I've heard people that, uh, that I respect. Ah, the Yankees. That doesn't really fix with the Yankees. It, no, it, it, it kind of does fix with the it, it certainly helps. It certainly helps. I have pre, I've heard people say, well, I, I don't know if he can handle the New York spotlight. Uh, you sure about that? Let me ask you, when you say that you're not sure he can handle the New York spotlight, have you put any thought into what you just said? Because if you've done any research whatsoever, you would be, those concerns would be alleviated pretty quickly. I mean, in the postseason, in his career, his brief career, he hasn't been in the postseason that many times, he's only 25 years old, but he's hit 261 with an on-base of 350 and a slugging of 500 in the postseason. As a 20-year-old against the Astros in the World Series, he slugged over 700 with an on-base of 400. Those are, in case you don't know, because you're saying something so silly, I'm not sure he can handle the New York spotlight. Uh, those are good numbers. Those are great numbers. Those are fantastic numbers. And, and here's the thing. If we're going to bottom line things, like we're taking a bottom line approach to the Yankee offseason, Juan Soto is the guy you go get. If you're taking bets on who next season is going to be, like every offseason teams make major mistakes, right? But if I'm taking bets on who that's available now is going to be great next season, Juan Soto is atop the list. Envision the baseball offseason as like a roulette table. And you got your chips in your hand, and you got to put your chips down on a name. And yeah, you could kind of split your chips up in different areas. But if you wanted to, the best bet, you got your five chips at $100 a pop. You put your chips down on a name. That name would be Juan Soto. So with that said, there is, if I were to be painting both sides of things, there is just one problem with Juan Soto. Just one. And I'll tell you what that is coming up. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. That there is just one issue when it comes to the Yankees' acquisition of Juan Soto. And it's not like these reports you hear, oh, you know, the Padres want seven guys. Yeah, I'm sure they do want seven guys. I want to be a spaceship captain. Things in life don't always turn out the way you want. They're not, they're not going to get the Yankees' top seven prospects. That's why it's called negotiating. Brian Cashman has done this before. And let's be honest, we all know this. We all see it. We all see it. Brian Cashman has had an awful run here the last year and a half. And what he needs is a slump buster, right? He needs a move that not even his... Mush of a run here could, could screw up. Remember Mush from uh, a Bronx Tale? Not even Mush could screw up Juan Soto. And luckily for Brian Cashman, and really lucky for all of us, his slump buster will not involve a, a golden thong like uh, Jason Giambi. No, 
it's Juan Soto. But here is the one problem. The only problem with this, the Soto move is it can't be the only move. It cannot be the only move. The Yankees need to improve their overall lineup. There is no one player, not even the great Juan Soto, is enough to fix the Yankee lineup. And they have some other issues as well in the starting rotation. they got a lot of things to work out this offseason. But they mostly need to improve the overall lineup. And baseball, more than any sport, you are only as strong as your greatest weakness. So you, there's no one player that, that can make the Yankee lineup complete. But I don't want to hear about excuses. I don't want to hear about a one-year rental. I don't want to hear, oh, you know, the Padres were just asking too much. I, I don't care. I don't want to hear about, oh, he's a bad fielder, he's a bad base runner. In six seasons that he's played in the majors, Juan Soto has received MVP votes in four of them. Let that sink in. He's gotten MVP votes in four of the six seasons that he has played. And really, the only, se- the only part of time where he was not elite was the, the, the first part of his time in San Diego. After the trade, it took him a while to get adjusted. That happens. Even then, his OPS plus was like 127. He would have been the second best Yankee, even producing at those unsoto-like numbers. So the Yankees have to make a bunch of moves this offseason, and where this becomes tricky and why when Soto's name first came up, I said, there's no chance because their payroll, they got $170 million invested in six guys. So if you're going to go out and want, go get Juan Soto, that's another $30 million right there, plus all the raises of guys. I mean, the payroll is going to have to increase substantially. It cannot just – the Yankees, if they're just going to go get Juan Soto, they may as well not bother because that's not going to fix the issues. They need to spend a whole lot more. And I know Hal's been on record as saying, well, you shouldn't need a $300 million payroll. And he's right. You shouldn't. But with the moves that Brian Cashman's already made – you, Hal, do need a $300 million payroll. So the Soto trade would be fantastic, but you got to fix other things, and you really can't fix all the other things in free agency because the payroll issues, as I'm saying, so you're going to have to fix them through trades, I guess, but it's a little tricky that way. So mostly what this says is if you're going to get Juan Soto, you're going to have to increase the payroll. This cannot be the type of thing, well, we're going to be at 240. No, no, you're going to have to go above that. Just the way it is. And if you don't like that, well, then you probably should have thought of that, Hal Steinbrenner, when you decided, you know what, Brian Cashman, doing a hell of a job. Doing a hell of a job. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776 is the telephone number. Let's get some phone calls involved. Let's go to Bobby is in Belmore. Bobby, first up on the Gordon Damer Show. Good morning, Gordon. Did you? I lost you there. With I was talking to your producer. What did you say about Dominguez that they shouldn't get him or trade him? No, they, they, they're not going to include Dominguez in it. They, they won't. Well, make they it. have to because they're going to. They're going to have to because no, uh, before I get to my points, because they, what do you think? San Diego's not going to take one of the either him or Volpe. They already have Bogarts. They're going to want Dominguez, but also they wanted a guy to replace Soto. And he, you know, as a hitter, who the hell? They have no one else. Well, no, the, the Padres' main issue is they need pitching. They they have to re- replace like six hundred innings in their rotation. They need okay, pitching. Let me get to. Okay, that's what, that's true. Let me get to my points. Number and one, this trade is this trade isn't going to happen for a while after the Otani because there's going to be more teams involved who don't get Otani are going to be involved in the trade talk. So this isn't going to happen until after the Otani signing occurs. Uh, number two, do you actually trust Cashman? You say a year and a half slump. How about twenty years? You know this guy's been given more. 
two and a half, three billion dollars since two thousand nine. Okay, he hasn't made a good trade really since the justice deal. To be really honest with you, and look at two thousand nineteen as case in point. He he has his delusional thought of trying to be like G. Michaels, building his core four. So he didn't want to trade Andalar and Clint Frazier for Cole. Would have put them in the World Series instead of the Astros. That's just an example of this guy. He has this delusional thing. He doesn't give up prospects. He's trying to develop guys. He doesn't know how to do it. He developed Judge and, and Cano, who's on steroids. Well, listen, listen, he developed two guys in 20 years. So he has a delusional thought that he's trying to develop players, which he doesn't know how to do. He doesn't know how to make good trades. I mean, he's been given $250 million on an average per year since 2000, since their last World Series, which he bought. Okay? He didn't build any of these teams. Okay? In 2000, I mean, you and my grandmother could have done that. Kind of Sabathia um, and Texiera and uh, Burnett. So, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think Yankees can really trust this guy. That's why they all want him fired to begin with. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Yankees are going to get him, and how and how doesn't want to pay Soto. I don't think you know five hundred million dollars, which is going to you know. I don't. Well, look, Bobby, if they're, if they're if they're not going to even uh, think about signing him long term, why would you even trade for him now? Like you're not going to just. I'm not telling you that that they know for sure that they'll be able to sign. There are is the those are tomorrow problems. Those are those are problems down the road. Uh, but the idea that the Yankees can't sign Juan Soto—they're the Yankees. Get back to being the Yankees. Uh, and and the idea that the, that Cashman has been bad this entire time is is false. Um, in, in 2016, he correctly read the situation that 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 team was not good enough to compete. They had the sell-off. They 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 rebooted the thing and. It, it hit very quickly, 2017, to get to within a, a game of the World Series. And there have been mistakes along the way, but they're, they're, going, they're having deep playoff runs. They get the Division Series the following year, the Championship Series in 2019. And then it starts to, you know, like anything else, there's a window of opportunity. In 2017, they opened that window of opportunity, and they were never able to, to get over the hump. And it's clear now, after this past year, their worst year in 30 years, that window of opportunity is closed, so they're going to have to kind of remake this thing on the fly. And if they're going to make remake this thing on the fly, it can't be like it generally is. Like, after they won the World Series in 2009, they kept trying to, to get another one, and the window of opportunity stayed open for a while. But then when they hit 2013, 2013 to 2016, they were winning basically like 84, 85 games a year, and they weren't good enough. You take a, go back and take a look at those lineups. They just simply were not good enough. Now, they were good enough to make the playoffs, that they can't have that happen again. And they have to make big moves. And I get you. Like, over the last year and a half, there has not been a single move that Cashman has made that has not just been basically disastrous. Like, all the big moves that he's made over these last couple of years have been disastrous. This is one. If I got to bet on one guy, I'm betting on Soto. And you're right. It's probably not going to happen anytime soon. And it shouldn't. If, if the reports are true that the Padres are asking for, for King and all these prospects and they want seven guys, yeah, <laughs> you don't say yes to that. Right. It's going to take a little while. That's fine. I'm willing to wait. Like, I don't need my Christmas presents on Christmas just as long as they're here by opening day. If you get, put, a, put a picture of what I'm getting in my box and, uh, and I'll still be pretty happy. So if it takes a little while longer, that's fine. Just as long as I get it. Sal is in Brooklyn. Sal, what's going on? Good morning. Yes, absolutely. Listen, he checks all the boxes. You know, for anybody to say 
uh, we can't give this or that up. It, w- it would be silly right now at this point because you're getting a legitimate superstar that you can pencil in right behind Aaron Judge. So you, you, you're two and three hitters are legit right now. Well, Cashman, in my opinion, of course, like anybody else, I think what he needs to try to do is become creative, like you say, in the aftermarket, after the Soto thing. Uh, if, 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 and I know it's if, and don't laugh at me, but if you could find a way to get rid of Rondon and pay some of his money, if you could find a way to get creative and get rid of Stanton and take back some of his money, there are deals out there. If you can find a team that wants Stanton for 17 or $18 million a year instead of the 27 we're giving him, you eat the 10. But by getting rid of him, at least, it's not a clog in your lineup. It's not a bad back. It's not my shoulders hurting me. And then you can fill those positions because Rondon did nothing for us. Those are the things that killed us. Stan's been doing nothing. Not nothing, but it's not the guy that's really going to help this lineup move along. So, yes, go get Soto. Patience we have. There's no such thing as we're giving away too much. You're a last-place team. What are you giving up? You're not giving up Judge. So anything else at this point don't matter. You still have Judge. You'll have Cole. And then you try to build it from there. But just Cashman has to try to get a little creative to move some pieces around. That's All right, so look, I, look, I think he does have to get creative. <laughs> I don't think that uh, moving Carlos Rodon one year, what is it, a six-year deal that he got? I think it was a six-year deal that he got. Uh, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, Stanton at this point, uh, I, I think that he's actually, um, to, to move him, it, it almost doesn't make sense. To because tra- what you're going to have to do to move him, you're you're going to have to eat almost all the money, and you might have to include a prospect along the way. He's got a no trade clause. He's only going to want to go to basically the Dodgers or or maybe another team, if anything. Um, so I would not really be focused on on trying to move him as much as I got to improve what I can improve. Uh, and first things first, the most important part of this would be to land Juan Soto. And I, I, I'm glad at least that it seems like things are moving in that direction. I'll, again, I'm a little skeptical because it feels like the Yankees have gotten away from being the Yankees here the last couple of years. And, and this move would be the ultimate Yankee move. Go get the superstar player who's 25 years old and answers a lot of the issues that you have, especially in the lineup. So I'm still a little skeptical. But it's the time of Christmas miracles. I want to believe. And I actually can't believe I'm saying I'm, I want to believe in Brian Cashman. Make me believe in Brian Cashman. Please. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I was thinking of each week on the Saturday show that the music, it's almost like a little game, that I will give you a list of songs to come into segments of but there's an overarching theme to all the songs i like that that idea yeah that would that would make extra work for you but it would be a little fun little baby game that we could play back and forth where you're each each segment you're getting another piece of the puzzle until maybe the end of the first and then you can compete against each other who has the answer first harvey or joe who's 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 doing the better job I like that idea. It could potentially go horribly, horribly wrong. In what way? Well, neither Harvey and I actually understand the theme. Yeah, but by the end, the real problem is is that I have to give you the list of the songs so you'll have the clues already in your mind. 
Yeah, the real problem starts with you. Yeah. Because we No, we, it doesn't start with me. It, of starts, it starts with the with concept. You. It's not me that's the problem. Well, How not, dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Not you per se, but I'm saying like the concept that no, you come Oh, not you, you per se. Actually, you you know just said me per se. You know what? Then it is your problem because you came up with the concept and then whatever happens No, it's happens a good concept, but it, it look, all con- the, the concepts sometimes have to be tweaked a little bit along the way. They're not you, you don't just go from 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 concept to production. Sometimes there has to be a little Debate of ideas, and, and, and you figure these things out along the way. Knowing you. It doesn't you, mean, oh, there's, there might be this singular issue with this idea. I'll oh, throw it out. It's garbage. Who knows? M- knowing you, you, you do not run short of any topics to talk about. So. No, I don't. But it would just be a little fun little thing for us. I agree. To kind of, you, you sometimes, people don't know this, Harvey sometimes is, is doing his own show in his own mind with things that he comes back from break with or... Little things along the way, little sound effects he plays in the course of the show. I don't know what you're talking about. Everything so this I would do, be a way to get you focused, since we're since we're pointing fingers at it, 9:40 on a nice Saturday morning, you're day saying, after my birthday. You know what the problem is? Is you, me. You're saying I like focus. You do. Sometimes you're off doing your own thing. I look. Sometimes I lack focus. You got that that clock that's blinking in my face. It's giving me a suntan, and I don't even notice it because I'm I'm rolling on something else. You got that big robe that you're wearing that'll block out the sun. It's a little chilly in the studio today. I'm not gonna lie. I like to I like to be uh, I if I tend to be more cold. Like people are either they're always cold or they're always hot. I'm always cold. You're a cold-hearted man. I'm not. I am not. I'm very warm-hearted. I'm I'm a I'm a saint. There's a crown in heaven waiting for me. Dealing with the things that I deal with. See, this is what I get. I, I I try to bring them into the show, and I get attacked in the process. You just go, said. Let's go back to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go up to Tommy in Connecticut. Tommy, what's going on, my friend? Gee, happy birthday, buddy! Ah, oh, thank you very much, Tommy. I appreciate that. There it is. How we doing tonight? I'm 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 doing well. I'm I'm living the dream, Tommy, as they say. But yes, yes, you are. All right, so we got uh, well, we got four conference championship games in college football today. Is that what we have? I'm not sure. I'm not. You know what? I watched that uh, the Washington Oregon game last night, and the first thing that I, and I always notice it when I watch college football. Those games take forever. Oh my god! I was I'm like, guys, I got places to be. I got things to do here. The games just go on forever. It was a great You're game. Not wrong. You are but not it, wrong. You know, can we can we speed it up just a little bit? I don't know. They need the pitch clock. <laughs> but so I was like, I was looking at the slate for today because they're spaced out pretty good. So I was wondering, like, you think Texas is going to have to, because they're not going to know that obviously the outcomes of the later games. You think they're going to have to try and run it up? Because I'm assuming Michigan's going to take care of Iowa. But you know, you know, Texas and uh, Oklahoma Florida State. State might have to mm-hmm. try and make a make a statement win as opposed to just getting by like like Washington did last night. Uh, you know what? I'll be honest with you, Tommy. There's certain things I know and there's certain things I don't know. I do not know the college picture that well, and thanks for the phone call. Joe, uh, what do you think? You think Texas, they have Oklahoma State today. They play at noon. Is Texas part of the conversation for, for the, the playoff? Yeah? I guess they are. They're seventh, right? See, Joe doesn't know either. We, we, we're completely – you've stumped us. <laughs> you've stumped us here. 
uh, on the Gordon Damer show. Look, I, 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 the college stuff, man, I, I watch it, but only in relation to the NFL. So, like, last night I watched that game because, you know, Buddha's big on, on Michael Penix, so I, I wanted to watch an actual full game, and, and uh, it, it looked like for a little while there things were going sideways for, uh, for Washington. He had that bad pick. He took a really bad sack at one point uh, in the third quarter, but then they come back led by him and um, it was, it was a a good win, a good performance by them. So Joe, the, the Texas thing, do you think Texas rolls it up today and can they, are are they real? I know that the people have been talking about this doomsday scenario with Alabama and all this type of stuff. How, How does that play? How does Texas roll into this? They need Alabama to win because Texas does. Yes. Because Texas has the head to head in Tuscaloosa against Alabama and that's the they need to steamroll in the Big 12 title game, mm-hmm. and they need Bama to win convincingly against Georgia. Because if Georgia wins, obviously they're number one. Michigan, I'm sorry, Iowa. <laughs> if you're Iowa not sorry. wins, stop lying. You're, no, you're if not Iowa sorry wins, anyway. it would be potentially the upset, not only of the year, mm-hmm. but potentially oh, of the last gracious. five. Oh, that would be fantastic. I'm I'm big on Iowa today. And they can't score Iowa. I know that, right? No, they can't. Their their offense. How how can they not score in their 18th in the country? How how is that possible? Their defense is okay, but the you know the Big Ten West is. Would the Jets be 18th in the country? Because it sounds a lot like the Jets. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Iowa could give the Jets a run for their money right now with the way go. that the Jets are playing on offense, but with Washington beating Oregon, because that was another thing that you know. A lot of people were just putting in pen that Oregon was already in the the college football playoff no matter what. Washington didn't stand a chance. So, and Oregon was actually favored in that game. I think it was an eight point favorite. It ended up, but no Texas. All right, Joe. I, I can't would definitely I can't need it, you, Alabama. Your, your points on college football mm. are like college football. They take too long. <laughs> well, that's the thing with that's the thing with you know college football. It, you do need to draw it out because there's I got you. you know so many. I love you. It's like college football is a lot like uh, WWE. Okay. Where the storylines are plentiful. Gotcha. Can I go back to the phones now? Of course. You got, you got all that, right? You got all that? <laughs> Subi is in Midtown. Subi, you next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, I wanted to chime in on the Yankees situation, and essentially I wanted to make the point that the rest of the league has very much caught up on the Yankees. I mean, there's a lot of – it's a changing of the guard, you can say, because the Yankees were sort of the old guard. And in 2009, after 2009, the new guard came in with all these front office younger whether it be Theo Epstein or even the guy in the in Los Angeles Friedman I mean the fact of the matter is everyone's spending more money uh the prospects that come in would be international pool uh, a lot of these teams have access to that and uh you saw that with the Padres whether it be the Padres or the Rangers this year everyone's spending more money than the Yankees so that's one point and the second point is the Yankees are hitting below 300 on their free hunt, on their free agents so Cashman has whiffed on at least 10th off the top of my head and for the past 10 years after 2009 championship they were always looking for starting pitching and they couldn't get it Tanaka was the only starting pitcher who made a relevant uh, dent in the Yankees' rotation. And I think with Cole now, you have a starting piece, but you need to have at least two or three more pitchers and two to three more back-end players 
other than Judge. So we're looking at six players that they need and they don't have. That's all I got to say. All right, Subi. Oh, look, it's clear. It's not that the teams have caught up. The teams have surpassed the Yankees, right? I mean, you can't you can't defend. There's no way you can spin it out of that. And even even um, Aaron Boone, was it after, not this past year, but 2022, where he said, oh, the other teams have caught up. And then the Yankees followed that up with their worst season in 30 years. So that tells you the teams have not just caught up. They've surpassed the Yankees. In terms of the spending, that's not true. The Yankees, I mean, I think last year they were the second highest, the third highest payroll in the sport, so they're still spending money. They're just not spending it well. Brian Cashman has had a terrible run uh, the last couple of years here, and that's why they find them, themselves in the position that they do. So they need to, they need him. If they, they're deciding to stick with Cashman, I, I would think that this is a very big year, even for him. Even for someone who is like the fifth Steinbrenner at this point, he needs to go out there and hit some home runs. And, and he needs some players that can hit some actual home runs, like not in the figurative sense, literal sense. And uh, to me, that would be Juan Soto. That would be the guy that I would be looking at. Uh, Larry is in West Babylon. Larry, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, big fella. How are you, sir? I'm good, Larry. How are All you? All right. Good. Two quick points, uh, one on the Yankees and one on your theme music thing, which I think is great. The first, the Yankee point. You know, I'm interested to know why you think – that the Juan Soto trade can't happen by Christmas since, you know, we, we hear a lot about general managers wanting to give their fans uh, a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's, there's that. I, I really do believe that Cashman would love to make a splash by Christmas and, and have the Yankee fans go Google Gaga. I'm a Met fan, so I don't care either way, but I, I do think that that's a, that's an issue. But here's the thing about the theme music. I think, it's a great idea. Now, I know you, um, Gordon, you're going to come up with themes that are very, very specific, not general in nature, mm-hmm. which means that your producer has a point when he says it would go hor- um, horribly wrong. Well, it won't go horribly wrong if they don't get the answers. But he did say that you're, you would be the problem. And I think, I think he's on to something. What, Larry, Larry, this call. was such a nice phone call. Get Larry. Larry, thank you for the phone call. Actually, no, don't. I'm not going to thank you for the phone call. Screw your phone call, Larry. Mm. Was that one of your family members, Harvey? Was that who that was? It's outrageous. This is the time of peace, and I'm a person who brings people together, and they would get phone calls like that. Um, well, well, look, I, I'm not saying that the Soto trade can't happen before a specific time, but... I think time is kind of on the Yankee side, right? Like if, if a team, if you're trying to make a trade with a team, and according to the reports, they're asking for like seven guys. Well, then it's better to wait it out. It's better not to make the trade than to make a really bad trade. And I think there, there are only so many teams that can trade for Juan Soto. And it doesn't really feel like maybe it's the Yankee-centric mind that I have that it doesn't really seem like there's that many teams that are lining up for Juan Soto. It seems like all the conversations are surrounding the Yankees at this point. So uh, I think the time is, is kind of uh, on the Yankee side and I, I would rather they wait it out. And I'm sure that when the trade does come down, if it does turn out, it's the Yankees that get them. There'll be a guy in there like, mm, like Michael King is the perfect example. Ah, I really wish we didn't have to give up Michael King. There's always going to be one of those guys. Ah, I wish we didn't. But at the end of the day, you're getting Juan Soto. And, and at some point, you're going to have to give up something. This is not like Nick fans calling up and saying, well, I want, um, I want Giannis, and I want to give up Evan Fournier and uh, a bunch of picks. 
It's not that's not based in reality. Now back to the Gordon Damer show on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, thank you, Harvey. Thank you, Joe. It was my birthday yesterday. Now 53, 53 years old. Oh my gosh. And my birthday will also, and my age will tie into the edition, this edition of uh, what I learned on TikTok that will do uh, 1030. There'll be one little factoid. True, maybe, maybe not true. I don't know. But we'll do that at 1030. Let's get back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Marvin is in Clifton. Marvin, what's going on, pal? Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Happy belated. Um, Thank you. Hope you're in good health. Um, I I mean, I'm not going to say I'm like the biggest Yankee fan in the world. And, you know, some of these guys come up to to bat and you already know they're going to strike out. They're they're not doing what they're supposed to do. and, And that's put the the bat on the ball i don't care who you gotta go get man like just get something to get some runs on the board like we can't always depend on the long ball i know we lost judge for a certain amount of time but still no nobody stepped up i don't john carl stan is not going to step up anytime soon or any ever you know well and look marvin i, I appreciate I, that and I, thanks for the phone call uh, uh well, here's the thing, right? Like, the, the Yankees' problem this past there are times where you can complain about the home run or bust approach, but that home run or bust approach did get them to the postseason regularly. This past year, their issue was not home run or bust. It was that they had busts in the lineup on a regular basis. That was the, they didn't have enough good hitters. And, and Juan Soto is not a home run or bust. He leads the league in walks every single year. He is an on-base machine. He's got an elite batting eye. And he's not a guy that goes out there and, and, and strikes out 200 times, hits 50 home runs. No, he is an elite hitter. He's a great all-around hitter. Ryan is in Fairlawn. Ryan, go, my man. Hey, Gordon, how you doing? I'm good, man. What's going on? So I honestly was swayed a little bit while on hold, but my fear with Soto is that he does, in fact, turn into a rental, and we hemorrhage all our pitching. Do you feel well, that's the thing, though. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna give up. You're not. The Yankees are not gonna give up seven guys and and, and King and Schmidt and uh, Drew Thorpe. They're not gonna give up all these guys. They're gonna give up one probably good guy that you'd probably want to keep, and then you're talking about some some minor leaguers. And, and then probably a couple it, – it's not going to be this huge package. History shows you that it's not generally the huge package that first gets reported. That's the thing. Ryan, thanks for the phone call. We got it. We're up against the clock. It's not going to be this huge package of prospects that you're going to be, oh, my God, we gave up seven guys to get Juan Soto for one year. That's not how it works. And if it is how it works, well, then you'll know right away Brian Cashman screwed it up again. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we will touch on, this might be a bad idea, but let's talk about the Jets because the, there is one thing, and that really there's only one thing about the Jets that matters anymore. One thing, and I'll tell you what it is coming up. 